Welcome to Trusting Children Podcast, Episode 2. I'm Aisha, your host. I'm a mum of three, a former early years teacher, and talking about early childhood development is one of my favourite things to do. I started this show to support parents in respectfully navigating the ups and downs of parenthood. Thanks for taking the time to be here with me today. Have you ever thought about the way you communicate with your child? If you're wondering why it's important to make an effort to communicate with our children and want some easy-to-follow ideas on how to do this, this episode is for you. Communication is a huge topic, and in this episode we are specifically going to focus on communicating with our children about what is happening or about to happen. By the end of this episode you'll understand why we should do this and how beneficial this is going to be for you and your child, and you will have a clear idea on how to do this. Hi everyone, I hope you are well and you've had a good day or morning, depending on when you're listening. I woke up today to one of my twins standing next to me while I was lying in bed and taking his nappy full of poo off right there in front of me. That made me spring out of bed in a flash. I can't think of anything else that would get me moving that quickly at 6am in the morning. Anyway, let's talk about communicating. Communication is the cornerstone of any relationship and that includes the relationship we have with our children. I would go so far as to say that a relationship cannot exist without communication. Imagine your best friend. What would it be like if you never communicated with them? Imagine your life partner. What would your life look like if you two didn't communicate? Communicating with our children is equally as important as this is the foundation on which we start building our relationship with them right from the day they are born. Of course, we talk to our children all the time and we are communicating with them all the time. But today, I'd like to really focus on one specific aspect of it and that is to intentionally make an effort to tell our child what is about to happen in order to prepare them for it. Why should we do this? Why is this important? First of all, it is an incredibly easy way to start talking to your newborn baby. When we get back home from the hospital, we look at this tiny little being in our arms and think, what on earth am I supposed to be saying to you? We have this benchmark of 30,000 words looming over us, but how are we supposed to even get close to that? What are we supposed to say? We could tell our babies about the movie we've watched or book we've read. We could tell them all the gossip from the office. We could tell them about the world or the universe. And that is all valid. And if you're a chatty person and you like chatting away to your baby, then that's absolutely fine. But if you don't do that, that is also very much okay and you don't need to worry. Because the best way to start connecting and meaningfully communicating with your baby is by telling them what is going on with them. Purposeful and authentic communication is way more valuable than a random 30,000 words. And to babies and young children, if it's not related to them, it is random. Children absorb language as a whole. We do not need to teach them words out of context. When we honestly and truly communicate about real things that are relevant to them, 
It provides the most natural way for your baby to learn language. Children are incredible learners and the best learning occurs when something is meaningful and relevant to them. They will very quickly pick up that what you are saying is meant for them. Communicating in this way creates a comfortable and honest relationship in which discussing events and emotions is completely natural. I am going to give you some examples differentiated by age in a short while, but I wanted to talk about the benefits first. Another benefit of getting into this habit is it will be a huge help when you have a toddler. Often our toddler's strong emotional outbursts occur when they are not prepared, when something happens suddenly or takes them by surprise, when they are not sure what to expect. If you are in the habit of telling your baby what's going on, then by the time they are a toddler, you will both be experts at this. It will come naturally to you and in turn, your toddler will always know that what you say will happen. They will know what to expect. This information, this preparation, allows them to process the event and mentally prepare for the transition. It can really help minimise surprises and ultimately tantrums. Then, when your child is a teenager, communication will be absolutely vital for you to maintain a relationship of trust. When they have worries, fears, problems, hurts, as they no doubt will, you will want your child to come to you and not shut away from you. Okay, so I hope I've convinced you that this is important. Let's now have a look at how we can do this. The Rye methodology, Magda Gerber's philosophy, advocates that we should even tell young babies when we are going to touch or move them. This might seem silly, but to your newborn baby, your hands are their whole world. They have to be moved, touched, manipulated. So preparing them for this and telling them about it is the first step of showing them that we respect them as a human being. And it really doesn't take long. It's three to five seconds of your time and can make a big difference. Before we pick our baby up, we can look at them and tell them, Hi, I'm going to pick you up now. You might do this as you're reaching out for your baby. They will see you and they'll begin to understand this cue. Now, I have to interject here because this is really important. I want you to remember that communication is a two-way process. We talk and we listen to the response. So a crucial element of this is giving our babies and children time to respond. At first, these responses will be non-verbal. When we wait and observe, and I've talked about observations in episode one and I told you that I'll keep referring back to it. When we wait and observe, we will begin to notice and learn our baby's non-verbal responses. One of my twins would tense his belly and lift up one of his arms when I told him that I was going to lift him up. That was his way of saying, I'm ready. It might be that your baby looks at you. When they are a little older, they might raise their head slightly or stretch their arms out towards you. The important thing is that we give them the time and the respect that their response deserves. When you're placing your baby down, you can do the same. Have you ever thought about how a baby must feel when they are all snuggled up warm in your arms and then suddenly they find themselves on a mat? Look into their eyes and tell them as you are lowering them down. I'm going to lay you down here for a minute while I get a drink. I'll be back shortly. Don't be afraid to be honest. I totally understand that at first this does seem a bit strange and it did to me. 
But remember, we are trying to build a lifelong habit of authentic communication that will help us with our toddlers and our teens. And you will eventually get used to it and it will become second nature to you. We can talk to our babies while we dress them. You could say, I'm going to put this over your head now. Oh, there you are, peekaboo. Of course we can still be playful. There's no reason why not to. Then you could follow up with, now I need to put this arm through. And you can gently touch their arm while you're saying it. What I used to do is I would slide my hand down their arm as I was, as I was telling them about it and then place it gently into the sleeve. They will eventually also learn to lift their arm or leg if you allow them to be involved in the process. They'll start helping you with it. Same goes for nappy changes. Give them the time to respond and you'll soon see how involved in the process they can be. You could say, I'm going to take your nappy off now. With an older child, you could even ask them, would you like to open the straps? Then you'll follow by, I'm going to wipe you now. It might feel a bit cold. And again, for an older child, you can ask them to pass you a wipe. If they're moving about, oh, I see you're wriggling. You want to be on your tummy. And give them a minute if you can. Okay, I'm going to turn you over now onto your back again so I can put your clean nappy on. I need to lift your leg up. Oh, thank you very much. This is an excellent opportunity for you to connect and communicate with your baby. Eventually, your baby will start babbling back at you. Babbling is communicating. They are having a conversation with us. Even though we cannot understand what they're saying, we can show them that we are listening to them, that we respect what they are saying, and this in turn teaches them how to listen to us. Oh wow, you've got a lot to say today. I know, you're reminding me I was supposed to put your socks on and I forgot to bring them upstairs. I really love this quote about babbling by Janet Lansbury. And she says, When we listen to and respect these early attempts at communication, children feel encouraged to keep talking. They'll sense that their most random thoughts, feelings and ideas are welcome to our ears. Now, isn't that what we want our children to feel? Slow down and be patient and enjoy talking to your baby. Let's think about a toddler scenario. This could be getting into a car seat or pushchair. We could say something like this. After we've put your shoes on, I'm going to put you in your pushchair and then repeat it again when it's time. Okay, your shoes are on. I'm going to pick you up now and put you in your pushchair. I need to put this arm into the strap and now I need this arm. And then again, you can give them an extra sensory input by gently touching whichever arm you're putting in the straps and eventually they might start putting them in themselves. Remember that with toddlers, preparing them for a change or a transition can be so extremely helpful. Another example could be, after we have finished dinner, I'm going to take you up for a bath. And then repeat again when it's time. We've finished dinner now, I'm going to take you up for a bath. Or, after we've finished eating, we're going to say goodbye to grandma and go home. Even with an older child, this is still a great habit to get into. With my four-year-old, I still tell her about any changes or transitions that are going to happen. The instructions can get more complex, but the idea is the same. An example of this could be, when you have finished reading this book, we're going to tidy up the toys and get ready for bed. And then again, we repeat it when it's time. Okay, you've finished reading this book, let's tidy up the toys and get ready for bed. Or I might say to her, when this episode is finished, I'm going to switch the screen off. And then I follow through and repeat again when it's time. 
I can see the episode is finished. I'm going to switch the screen off now. I hope this has given you an idea of why we should prepare our children for what's going on and how to do it. Now, I don't want you to feel that this means you have to narrate every single nappy change or every single time you get them dressed. Of course not. The key is to be aware of it. And we all have days when we don't feel like talking and even talking to our baby, and that's absolutely fine. It's important to be genuine and to be authentic. But if we are conscious of it and try to do it when possible and build it into our normal routine, we will see that even on the days when we don't actually say the words, our children will start responding to our actions. If that one time you don't tell your baby that you're picking them up, but they see your face and your arms coming towards them, they will still know what's going on. Being intentional about it, slowing down and being aware that this does help and does make a difference is the most important thing that I want you to take away from today. Communicating with our children is such a vast topic and we will be covering more on this throughout this podcast. It is so intertwined with all other aspects of parenting. But for today, we are concentrating on this simple and easy way to talk to our children. Are you ready to give it a go? I'd like you to choose two separate occasions to communicate with your child authentically on what's about to happen. This could be planned or it could come about naturally during your day. Then notice their response. Was it verbal, non-verbal? And let me know how it goes. You can always send me an email. My address is Aisha, that's A-I-S-H-A, at trustingchildren.com or you can find me on Instagram or Facebook and share your experiences with me. I always love hearing from parents. If you go to my website, www.trustingchildren.com, you'll be able to download a short reminder sheet that goes with this episode. That's all from me today. Thank you for sharing your time with me and I hope it was useful. I'll see you in the next episode. We're all in this together and we have got this.